Ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful, but we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Welcome to Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Cogill, and today I look at an enlightened new documentary. It's about Chef Jose Andres and his efforts to feed people in desperate life-and-death situations. And let's be more specific, people in the middle of facing natural disasters like hurricanes and floods and earthquakes and fires, to even war zones like the current invasion of Ukraine and mass shootings like the ones in Uvalde, Texas. It's a film directed by Oscar-winning filmmaker Ron Howard, who directed A Beautiful Mind, and Apollo 13. I'm Smollier Haley Hamilton Cogill. The film is perfectly timely as Washington State's Colsetta Creek just finished a campaign to help the vital organization. They've given a great donation that I can't wait to share a little bit more about. But first, let's dig into everything Andres is cooking. We watched this last night. We did. This is fresh on my mind. Yeah. We are fans of Jose Andres. We, we, we are fans of him beyond just the incredible work he does as, as a humanitarian and as a, a you know, a feeder of the people. Oh, yeah. I, His well, food is insane. His food is, is delicious. And we, I think I remember bumping into him, not in person, but on, you know, watching on television and maybe through – Maybe through Anthony Bourdain or in the early Anthony Bourdain because they were buddies. They were mm-hmm. really close and good friends. And he started popping up on food shows and the Food Network and right. different things. And and then and and then all of a sudden, you know, what he's doing now is his whole life has changed. But he's he's got an empire of more than twenty restaurants. I think thirty restaurants around the country. And we ate in, in one of them in, in Las Vegas. In Vegas. Yellow. You actually, you actually ate in two because you got the most interesting take fried rice because he has yellow jello j a l e o, as well as kind of a fast casual Chinese slash text or slash Mexican yes. combination because you had Chinese Mexican fusion fusion that with that fried rice that lo- I think had like 40 vegetables in it. It was so beautiful. I, I think it was 40 ingredient yeah. fried rice. It was insane. It was so, and it was it, delicious. It was beautiful. Yes. And you could have, you could have t- guacamole and chips with it, which, you know, yeah, we're just, we're, we're big fans. I mean, you can find Don, you can fast casual. Yeah, we had him. a beautiful meal of uh, gorgeous Spanish tapas. I mean, I'm such a, a fan of Spain. If you know anything yeah. about, um, about me or have ever read anything that I write, I, I adore Spanish wine. The wine list was beautiful on 
whatever night we went, they like all the bottles were half price. So I think we we did That's three. That's one of the reasons we went that night. <laughs> and it was half it, price yeah. bottle of wine. And and the and just oh, the the all the tapas, the just beautiful beautiful mm. food and beautifully presented and and honoring the ingredients and and allowing the flavors to really shine. And so he's he is absolutely a and I like that he says he's a cook at heart instead of a chef because chef means chief. Um, he though, wants to be where he wants to be where everything's hot and his hands on it, right? And making it. He, and, doesn't, he, want, yeah. he doesn't want to step back and and let somebody else do do the work. But if if you look at everything that he is, he's obviously a chef. He's obviously the chief. He's obviously the one making sure everything happens. So his world, what it's called, world, world central kitchen. World central kitchen is his nonprofit, and it's, I mean, it's overwhelming. They're feeding into the millions of people now. I mean, I mean, literally hundreds of thousands of people a day, and and millions and millions of meals. And it's an army of people, and not just in one area of the world. You know, as we talk about Ukraine right now, they're in parts of Ukraine and in parts of Poland feeding people coming across the border and people that have no food. But he's also in Uvalde, Texas right now, you know, in that, doing that. He's uh, He's been in Buffalo, New York, feeding people. And just where all this stress and people are not being taken care of, he goes in. But in the documentary, they kind of start with him, I want to say during Haiti. Or well, was it so Haiti or something before? I'm just going to give a little yeah, a little background because you don't, you know, and one thing I think that they addressed nicely in the film is how does somebody decide what they're going to do? How does somebody figure out how to give back? And he had actually gotten involved with um, his main, when he started cooking in America, it was in Washington, D.C., which is kind of where everything that he does is, is centralized. Um, and within D.C., there was a D.C. central kitchen that he started working with, volunteering for. Um, and so it was kind of an organization that that did the same thing. How do you you help you help feed the people of your community and 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 lift them up and show love through food by by not giving a a a packaged i i've donated at various food banks i've i've made meals i've done school packs i've it's something that i really believe very strongly in and and that we need to do and the frustrating thing that i found in a lot of the efforts though i appreciate the efforts and i appreciate the donations that are coming in and i appreciate mm-hmm. all of that but it was not healthy food At it all. was a bag of chips and a juice box and processed and foods. processed and processed and packaged and 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 the waste that that just that one little school pack um created because all of it was in a a non-recyclable right. uh, material and and even if it was in a recyclable material was anybody going to recycle it right um that's not what he's doing. He's bringing hot food. He's he's bringing food that that people enjoy, that people that tastes like their culture. Right. Um, and that started when he was in D.C. And that's something that I just I I love that. So kind of that's how yeah. I guess the precipice of the idea. And then yes, we go to Haiti. Well, so I mean, Haiti, that was two thousand ten. Just awful. Just awful. Yeah. Uh, we knew some doctors that went over there and did some work and it was just gut-wrenching and heart-wrenching 
But I think that's how he figured out how to get organized. Because at some point, you can show up and have great vision and great plan to feed all these people. But you got to figure out how to do it with no electricity and no equipment and what the you know you can you can throw a bunch of boxes in a plane and take them over, but what are you going to do with it? Right. And, it, and they, that was a big problem in Haiti because huge. like they they got into the airport, but then they couldn't get out into to helping anyone. Let alone get on the roads, right? And, and how right, you that's do what that. I mean. It's, yeah, but they've over the years have figured this out. They started to figure that out there, and you know, you know and then in, in the documentary that Ron Harrod does. I mean, they spend a lot of time in Puerto Rico, and there's just you have the you have the centers where a lot of people are, but you have all these rural communities that you you've got to figure out how to get over water and get over there too. But he's got a lot he's he's got a lot of access to a lot of things in this movie as he became bigger and better at what they do. And that the government was so slow in helping. And how do you pay for well, this? And that's – well, there are two different things I think that that we've experienced and I've experienced and and traveling with with our dear chef, Andrew Ormsby. Chefs love each other. There is such a great community. Um, I mean, sure, there's, I guess, a rivalry and some – I mean, we've, we've experienced – I've had the, the joy of experiencing this, being a part of, of – Ladams has has also taught me that that you know you help each other you you one succeed we all succeed there's there's definitely that attitude within the industry and so how he I think initially really started figuring out how to how to work is that you mobilize the industry you find the people that are also out of jobs and that are also you know their business has just been destroyed they're um, they don't know what they're going to do, but they have a skill, and and so you 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 find those people in those communities. You give them the the resources because he had the food; he could get the food there, but he just needed a kitchen to 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 make it from. At one point in the film, he's got an entire line of of food trucks that you know they didn't know what they were going to do. They were going to give up their business. So no, let's that's a that's. Those are that's however many mobile kitchens ready to go in and work. Mm-hmm. And 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 then you take that truck out to a community that needs that needs help. And and it helps the truck. That's a business. Right. That's and that's failing. what I mean. And then all of a sudden that person that right. has just lost their entire um how how they're going to survive has some sort of income, has a has a purpose, which is also some point in the middle of a disaster and you don't know what's going on with your life it's right. good to just have a reason to get up and and work and yeah and he did a lot of it initially i think when he when he got to puerto rico he he just had like his credit cards yeah. and started a bank account and and then had to figure out and, and, how to and pay for it especially because yes fema was so behind so behind and helping puerto rico and and you know, I think eventually they they did step in, but I think Red it, Cross stepped in a little it, bit. Yes, yeah. it really just kind of uh, magnifies the 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 desire to or the the requirement to to help these people that had nothing that are still our own. I mean, these are Americans, mm-hmm. and and 
we weren't helping them. No. And, and, and also this, somebody, it's the microcosm of how a lot of this works is you got somebody like, you know, World Central Kitchen and Jose Andres, and they figured out how to do it, but they, they don't have all the money to do that. But we throw money at things that are so bureaucratic, and you get right to the point of that and all that money. And there's an interesting scene because he's confronted by a journalist is, are you are you getting rich off this? And he goes, I've never taken a dime off this. And it's very disturbing to him that someone would ask this because he has his own corporation and all his restaurants. He doesn't need all that. He he does this because that's where his heart is. And he's bigger than life. Mm-hmm. And he's probably a cuss to deal with from time to time. Mm-hmm. Probably difficult to deal. But mm-hmm. but man, I admire him so much. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is a is also a microcosm of what's going on. Little tiny thing. But there's a woman in a local community, and he's got an ingredient, and he's Jose Andres, and he's cutting it wrong because he's trying to make, say it's a potato, he's trying to make a potato dish that he would serve these people. That's beautiful That's and beautiful. elegant and but refined. It's a di- but it's not Spanish, and he's in a different culture and doing something in a different place, and the woman says, no, you cut it like this and you cook it like this, and everybody locally is going to eat it because that's their food. Mm -hmm. And he figured that out, that you get all these local chefs, you empower them, you pay them, and you— And you cook the the food that will bring comfort. That brings comfort to the people that live in that neighborhood, in that community. And it's hot food. And, yes, there are Uh, a lot of sandwiches that are made. Um, and and we need you know his whole thing. I, I I'm gonna get the kitchens up and running. These massive paella pans making every kind of what stew yeah. rice whatever. Um, you know more people come. You just add a little more rice. I love that. That was one of the 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 lines that came about because yes, you can you can figure out a way to feed the people. But you you arrive, you give them a piece of fruit, you give them a sandwich. They have something, and they might not have had anything for a while. And, and you make it the food that they're used to eating. And one other little element that I appreciated is that when, when they kind of started mobilizing these kitchens and letting the people, you know, trying to, to not have chaos because that's the other issue so often when, when, you know, you see somebody just arrive with a big truck of food and then the truck gets overrun and one person gets nine turkeys and the other people don't get anything. And, you have to be organized. Instead, it's all very organized. And it's all, I think, because they do empower the local people. They bring in the local chefs. They bring in the local community to to manage that and um, and go out. And, and basically, some of the scenes with, with these... Uh, volunteers stopping people on the street saying, I have food for you. I'm, I'm here to help you, which is also— And the neighborhood's completely destroyed. Just beautiful, yes. yes. But all these people, when he would mobilize them, they all arrived with a cup, a plate, and a fork. Yep. And so the waste that was actually um, created from this filled less than like a, a, a paint bucket. Yeah. It filled nothing because— that's you got to respect the land yeah. also you have to respect your feeding that many people that could just be a nightmare well, of, little kids were their own bulls yeah not beautiful it's i it, uh, it's it's fantastic it's a really really it's really important and really good and and is it an oscar winning film i don't know and I'm, I'm not sure it's on that level but i love this chef so much i love ron howard's work so much and Ron Howard gets out of the way this entire yeah, movie. The you, entire you, film. You, you would never know that's a Ron Howard film and because he's serving the subject, and it's just beautiful. Yeah. Just beautiful. It's so special. And, and 
I, it's on Disney. We actually signed up for Disney so we could watch it. We're Disney so. Plusers. <laughs> we had to get into Obi Wan Kenobi. Now, now we can watch all your all your Star Wars. Fun. Visit the Mandalorian anytime I want. <laughs> Um, so I think I, as I said at the the top of the show, we have a very um, timely pairing for this, and um, and it's kind of a, a both celebration of I think Andres and and World Central Kitchen, as well as just this incredible winery, so Quilsetta Creek in uh, Washington State. They, they make good wines. They make beautiful, really big good wines. Um, really, really beautiful red wines that's that's their bread and butter that's what they do they they really are have never done white wines um but they after the invasion of ukraine um decided to to do a one-off um honoring um world central kitchen with a donation that um the proceeds go directly to help his efforts within um eastern europe and ukraine and and feeding all of these people. So within hours, under an hour, they had created a Quilsetta Creek, um, Horse Heaven Hills, Sauvignon Blanc, and a Columbia Valley white wine that they put up. Um, you had their their database is insane. They have a, a very large database of collectors. Um, the note went out saying that this is this these two wines are going to be available never before available proceeds will go to world central kitchen um it was a lottery to actually be able to acquire any of the wine and it sold out un, under an hour in an hour under an hour wow so even if we had <laughs> Good, so bravo on them. Good so, cause and good people buying that wine. Such a great cause and such I mean, they're as I said, their reds are are insanely delicious. But would you know, I, I I hope that they have no plans to do another white wine. I, I hope that they rethink that. They were able to give over three hundred thousand dollars to World Central Kitchen. That's a lot. Which is really That's a again, lot. because how how is all of this being funded? Um, especially now in in Ukraine, you know, <laughs> how are those people? How and you, you just in and, out and of you there? see such insane destruction and 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 sadness that it's nice to know that somebody is there to give a hot meal, and, hot meal. and make you feel good. So really, really incredible. They um, to date, they World Central Kitchen um, chefs for Ukraine response has um, given or, or they. Provided over 25 million meals just in the last few months. That's incredible. That's incredible across Hungary and Poland and Moldova and Romania. Um, it's I I just I yeah I kind of amazing amazing organization. Just even if you it's sadly we can't get the white wine, but go and buy a, a bottle of Quilsetta Creek and watch this documentary because it's it's a really what really a great good pairing yeah. Cosetta Creek, and Chef Jose Andres. When we come back on Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, I look at some more winemakers and wineries that have developed a good habit of giving back to the world and their communities. And we will be right back. Welcome back to Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. So we continue to admire the life-changing work of shows that, okay, let's start that again. Oh, it takes two. It. It's going to happen at some point. 
Let's start over. <clears throat> Welcome back to Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. As we continue to admire the life-changing work of Chef Jose Andres and the new documentary, We Feed People, it kind of made me think of the big picture and uh, wineries who are trying to work smart, making a positive impact on the world, especially with the 50th anniversary of Earth Day just happening um, a few months ago. And, and the fact that really how his efforts in World Central Kitchen began was to, to, to help people through natural disasters. And I, the climate change is real. Of which we're seeing more and more and more. And we're seeing more and more and more. Throughout the documentary, we see Guatemala, he's Puerto Rico, he's you know, in Haiti. And, and it's, it's fantastic that the organization has grown enough to be able to, to help in, in a war damage zone and to help in, in communities. Yeah, that even are those, and the fires that have been going and, on. But at World the, Kitchen was there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and at the, the start of all of this is, is basically because, because what they call natural disasters, there's nothing, there's, they shouldn't be natural. This is a man-made, you know, they are man-made disasters. So it's great. And um, there's so many wineries that, are figuring out how to work and 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 produce wines better. Um, CO two emissions is a is a real thing. It ha- it's it's everybody's kind of trying to battle um, how to how to fight with making the process cleaner. Um, and and unfortunately, it's not something that can be eliminated in the winemaking process. It's it's a it's a part of of the fermentation process you can't get around that but you can figure out how to work cleaner we can do better and and so it's really there there are a couple i mean there's so many different um there's so many different ways that that wineries are farming now um are are producing now um sustainability organic biodynamic i mean all of these kind of farming methods obviously um are greener and healthier and and better but it's really what they do in the actual winery that that has to change um you know my friend Robin Lale who we love I Lale love Lale Vineyards and Robin Lale love Lale Vineyards so much that's some of the best wine in the world i've ever had and um one of i i she is a, a Napa Valley um the Inglenook heritage with her father, Jay Daniel, um, the, uh, started her winery in, um, in 1995 with her two daughters, gorgeous Cabernet Sauvignons, gorgeous Sauvignon Blancs made by Philippe Melka, who we also adore. Um, she was named the U S ambassador for Porto, Protocol, Porto Protocol, which is a um, kind of to help uh, how one of their main focuses is how to clean up these carbon um, emissions. And um, in addition to that, 10 percent of every bottle of her blueprint wines, her cab and Sauvignon Blanc actually go to to fight climate change. So that's one great way just out of the gate that that if you. I um, would like to enjoy her stunning wines, and you would like yeah. to enjoy her and stunning wines. Yeah. It's a great way to give back. But there's also— um, You will never regret that one. Oh, they're so beautiful. Oh, and then 
yeah, just all, everything that, well, I love Robin. Um, but there's also a really, um, interna- there's an international organization that has been developed in the last few years of 22 wine estates and companies that have come together. They've created an organization called International Wineries for Climate Action, um, of which the Semingtons that I've had a chance to travel to their um, properties in Portugal, they're 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 kind of the 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 kings of port. It's like Dow's, isn't it? <laughs> they own Dow's. They own yeah. Grams. They own wow. um, they Quinta de Pofem. They they make both um, best known for their ports, so beautiful um, dessert wines, but also make some really interesting, affordable. Um, red blends from these these grapes that have traditionally still um, dry wines that have traditionally been been used to make dessert wine. So that's that's an exciting um, organization. But within this organization, again, there are twenty two different families. It's it's um, Silver Oak is a part of it. Spotswood is a part of it. Um, Yolumba is a part of it. Uh, the great Carlos Moro, who um, is a Spanish uh, winemaker extraordinaire, um, Medoc Games, Ridge. I mean, it just really, it's it's oh, those impressive times. Big yeah. uh, the Jackson family. Jackson family is actually one of the a very very um, big initiative for them is to is to figure out how to to be as climate friendly as possible and and for as big as they are I love to see that I mean they've got wineries all over the world at this point and so to see that this is one of the main focuses for such a, a large family um, owned estate um, it, it's it's yeah. just it's it's exciting but it's also so vital and if we don't if we don't figure this out soon I mean I I, you have grandbabies that need to figure out how to, how to have a clean earth to, to live in. And because otherwise we're not, we're not going to. And, and as much as I enjoy my nightly glass or two of wine, I want it to be good for mother earth as well as good for me. So when you go into a grocery store, say we're not talking wine, we're talking anything. And you know, that maybe Part of if I purchase this, part of this will go to that cause or that thing. Does that move you? Do you do that? I do. I do too. Yeah, but I I don't think I did twenty years ago. It, I I think I I've learned that. That's been a learned skill mm-hmm. of mine, and it's important to me. I also when I also will not do retail or not do some things if I think it's just the opposite. Absolutely. I'll say no. I'm not buying that because of that. Yeah. For, for whatever. That's the power I have. It's just. As a consumer, well, it's why you see, you know, when when a scandal happens in any industry, it it makes you think twice. It's why you well, know movies. I, well, it's yeah. why when you see a a a celebrity have, have something happens, and then all of a sudden their major ad campaign is is removed, or a sponsor is pulled from an athlete right. or a. You know, you got to, you have to, you have to mind your, your. Well, there's just some big craziness out there from time to time. You know, and I struggle with this. I mean, we're a little off topic here, but I I struggle with whether I want to watch another Woody Allen movie. Yeah. You know, I, at one point he was one of the greatest filmmakers in the world and now I'm just so soured on, and you know, I just don't care. And, and I'm okay with that. 
I have trouble watching Kevin Spacey movies. Absolutely. I have trouble watching, you know, and Usual Suspects is so good. I mean, there's some films out there. Seven. And I, you know, and I can separate the craziness from the work, mm-hmm. um, but not always and all the time. I'm getting less and less patient with that, I guess is what I'm saying. I've always been, I've always been a person to separate all that well, stuff. Well, you had to. I mean, it was part of your, it was part of your business. It was part of your job. But, um, but it, it, unlike films, because in general, the, the number of films that comes out, that come out a year, every year, mm-hmm. um, is far less than the number of bottles that are being produced. And so if you can do uh, your own tiny little part by supporting this product or that product or choosing not to, mm-hmm. then to me, it just, in the sea of labels that you see on, you know, your, your, the store shelf of your local grocery store. Um, and we have the, like, our stores have really good, like that, like Foodland in Hawaii, that wine selection was so, <laughs> ins- it was, it was so insanely good, good for a it was small so, grocery it was, store. Yeah, it was fantastic. So to look at all of these labels of every price point, why pick this bottle versus that? I think this is a yeah. good reason. And now we have access to research. Yeah. But you have to be careful what you read, but you can do your own research. Yeah. And- and find out those sources. Good job, Haley. I love the idea that these wines, like uh, like Spottiswood and and Ridge and Spotswood, oh Spotswood and, and did I say Spottiswood? Spottiswood, yes. Sorry, I Spottiswood. <laughs> Sorry Chuck. to the Millican family. <laughs> we love you. We appreciate it. Yes. Next week on Cogill Wine and Film, a perfect pairing: the finale in the Jurassic Park film series that brings back Sam Neill and Laura Dern to save the planet one more time from dinosaurs gone wild. These movies actually make a ton of money, and there is a reason why. And I look forward to that, Gary. But for now, let's check out our website, Cogill Consulting, for a little more on the show. See what we're drinking now by following my website, redwinewithbreakfast.com. And be sure to follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill and me on Instagram at Twitter at Dallas Court. And with that, I'm Gary Cogill, and I'm always looking for the next great film. And I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine. Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film, a perfect pairing. Aloha. Ever been to Delaware? If not, now is the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.